ओम अज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शिलाकया चक्षुरुन्मीलितमेन तस्म श्री गुरव नम हरे कृष्णा सो वेलकम बैक ऑल ऑफ यू टू द भगवदगीता स्टडी सर्कल एंड बिफोर वी बिगिन लेट्स हैव अ क्विक रीकैप ऑफ व्हाट वी डिस्कस्ड इन द प्रीवियस सेशन सो कृष्णा इन द फोर्टीन वर्स had explained about how that this daivihi yesha gunamayi mama maya duratyaya so this maya is mama maya it's not an ordinary energy it is krishna's own energy and he said that how it is so duratyaya it is extremely difficult to overcome and although it is so difficult to overcome krishna is saying that if you surrender unto me then by my mercy you can overcome this energy of mine so krishna is the proprietor of this energy and we cannot actually overcome this energy of krishna so krishna is saying if you surrender to me who is more more powerful than his own energy so there is energy and there is energetic so the energetic is very powerful so krishna is saying if you surrender to me then you can actually overcome this material energy of mine this maya illusory energy so we also understood that how this question may arise that okay now krishna is having this illusory energy he puts us in this illusion and then in this illusion he wants us to surrender to him what kind of an expectation is this ha uh, it's a a uh, very difficult situation krishna has created for us isn't it so he creates this illusory energy puts us in this illusory energy and then under this influence he expects us to actually get out of this and surrender to him so how is this possible so <clears throat> it is possible but krishna is saying in this verse 15th verse he says that there are people who do not want to surrender to me although it is possible to surrender but there are people who don't want to surrender and who are those four types of people krishna is explaining who will not surrender to him so krishna said namam duskritino moodaha prapadyante naradamaha mayaya apratagnyana asuram bhavam ashritaha so he said that these are duskritinahas there are four types of duskritinaha So who are these duskritinaha? Duskritinaha means those who have papas swabhava, those who have the tendency to not just tendency they have that inclination to commit mistakes. They want to uh, give uh, trouble to people. They are always averse to the Vedic scriptures and the saintly people. So these are all duskritinaha. Moodaha means grossly foolish. He is actually. for he takes orders of the people and then executes he has no brains so these are foolish people grossly people grossly uh, foolish people who will neglect the instructions of the vedas then prapadyante naradamaha naradama means nara means humans naradama means adamaha means one who is the lowest of human kind so they have no intelligence at all and maya apratagnyana although there are so many people who claim themselves to be very intelligent there are so many scientists they are uh, getting nobel laureates and they are all nobel prizes they win but then what happens they are maya apratagnyana their gnana is not 
actually towards understanding krishna i had explained previous uh, in one of the previous session that how gnana itself means to understand krishna gnana is actually referring to krishna so anything that is not meant to understand krishna is not gnana so whatever we are studying in our schools and colleges is not gnana because it is not teaching us how to understand krishna and surrender to him so that is why krishna has explained gnana vigyana sahitam i am going to explain to you that which is gnana and vigyana also not just i will tell you that who am i but also how to surrender to me that is gnana and vigyana and asuram bhava mashritaha so we had uh, explained uh, about a very nice analogy not analogy example of uh, duryodhana who represents all these four categories he is he was a muda he was a naradama he was maya pratagnana why maya pratagnana because he says that that although i understand uh, dharma i know dharma but i will not execute dharma dharma janami na chalet pravrtihi i know dharma but i will not execute it and he also says that i know adharma also adharmam janami adharma janami na pravet nivrti but i will not give up adharma so he knows what is dharma and adharma but he will exactly do opposite of what is dharma so that is his nature so maya ya pratagnana he had gnana but maya ya pratagnana then asuram bhavam ashritah so a lot of evil tendencies were there he always wanted to capture the proper, uh, property of his brothers his cousin brothers so then we also explained about the uh, example of karna he was a perfect example of asuram bhava mashritah he was a good person but then what happened he was actually overtaken by this asuri bhava why asuri bhava had come because in the previous life when he was sugriva in ramayana's time he was actually uh, you know he killed his uh, elder brother wali and because of uh, killing elder brother wali he had this uh, asura called sahasra kavacha who had entered him and who had taken shelter of him sahasra kavacha and then not just that when sugriva became the king he also forgot the promise that he had given to lord rama that yes i will help you in searching mother sita four months after becoming king uh, he started the uh, Uh, helping uh, rama for four months he was simply enjoying and uh, he was with his family doing all uh, nonsensical things and uh, four months passed by so that neglect was there and same neglect that uh, tendency of neglect was there in karna also when he uh, he came uh, as karna in mahabharata when krishna also was instructing him see now you are actually the eldest pandava you are actually the son of kunti so why don't you become the king you are actually the pro, uh, the right person to become the king but he said no no i will not i will follow what is duryodhana i am i have given a word to him so why that he had to do because asuram bhavam ashritah so there will be people like that and we also will have sometimes the influence of this asuri bhavas although we want to do good but we are forced to do something wrong because of this asuram bhavam ashritah and then in the next verse like in the 15th verse when krishna explained that there are four types of people who will not surrender to me but in the 16th verse he is also giving us a hope by talking about four types of people who will also surrender to me and who are those uh, four types of people chaturvida bhajante maam ji chaturvida bhajante maam jana sukritino arjuna so there are lot of uh, pious people 
आर्थो जिज्ञासुर अर्थाति ज्ञानी च भरतर्षभा आर्थो आर्थो मीन्स दोबल दोपल हुविंग लॉट ऑफ प्रॉब्लम स्पेशली ड्यू टू समीज देर सफरिंग लॉट फिजिकली मेंटली देर इज लॉट ऑफ एगनी दे आर गोइंग थ्रू सो दीज आर दीपल आर थो सो मेनी टाइम्स देर आर पीपल विद सो मेनी Uh, uncurable diseases there is so much of suffering for years together they are not dying but still the years together they suffer with all the medications and everything it is so troublesome and then this is physical problem but artho just doesn't refer to physical disease it also refers to mental diseases because there are so many times because of relationship problems because there is lot of uh, tensions in the family there is so much of mental agony people so that also artho krishna is saying these are the people who fall into this category of artho and then in that deep trouble actually they think of krishna in that deep trouble when they are unable to come out of this disease unable to solve their mental problem then they think okay now maybe this is a good time for me to actually go and uh surrender to krishna let me understand uh, what is this krishna how can he help me because there is no one else who is helping them so here they feel that this is good let me go to krishna so these are artho now artho just doesn't mean people who have uh, physical and mental uh, distress it also refers to those people who are repentant many times when we uh, commit some mistakes and then after committing mistakes we repent that repentance gives us some sort of uh, uh, pain but that repentance also is meant for purification repentance for our mistakes is a great quality please understand when we repent for our mistakes it is actually purifying we need to repent for our mistakes it is extremely important and that repentance also actually brings us closer to krishna so there was this hunter his name was jara and this jara he once uh, when he was uh, you know hunting in the forest he shot an arrow to something that was looking like a deer and who was that actually it was krishna's feet which was appearing to be like deer and then he shot an arrow and that is how it hit him it hit was the arrow was uh, uh, the arrow hit krishna and then when this jara got to know that it is krishna whom i have shot this arrow he started becoming repentant he was very very repentant for the action that he has performed krishna said don't worry this is all a bigger plan of mine and then just that repentance krishna said because you have this repentance and i have noticed that repentance in your heart i will give you benedictions i will bless you you have my mercy upon you this is how when we are repentant for our mistakes it attracts the attention of krishna today people have become so insensitive they don't even understand that they are committing something wrong they have lost the discrimination between right and wrong and in that kind of state when they are so grossly foolish mudaha they think that i just 
I'm committing mistakes. They don't even realize that. And when they don't realize, it's a big problem. And even if those people, there are few people who realize that, yes, I'm committing mistake. They want to hide that mistake. They want to hide it from the public so that my image is safe. And they don't repent for it. They do the mistakes. They want to hide it. And then when they become successful in hiding that mistake for one time, then they want to repeat it again and again because they think that I can commit this mistake and people will not even know. You see? So when people don't even realize they are committing mistake, where is the question of repentance? This is how our society is degraded. We don't even feel sorry for the wrongdoings that we are doing. And when we are not even repentant for the wrong things that we are doing, then how can we attract the mercy of Krishna? So our tho is also referring to those people who are repentant. They are feeling that deep repentance and they are saying, Oh Krishna, please help me. I have done something wrong. I have come to you. Please save me. So Krishna is saying, anybody who is with this intention coming to me, they are actually qualified to become my devotee. So Chatur Vida Bhajan he may be in distress, but he is actually good because he is coming to me. See, he is still a wonderful devotee. He is in the process of becoming a devotee. So I will accept him. Just see. So there are a lot of distressed people. When they, we see them, they are actually very good candidates for becoming devotees. So when you are actually going out sometimes and meeting people, and if you find them, they are very distressed then it's a good time to introduce them to Krishna Consciousness. In a nice way, in a very intelligent way, we can introduce Krishna Consciousness to these people. So, see as a preacher, this is very interesting. And now you tell me who is not distressed in this world. So that way, practically the whole world is open for preaching. The whole world can actually accept Krishna. But we have to do it intelligently. Because everybody is having some distress. Everybody is going through some distress. So that when we touch upon their hearts properly with Krishna Consciousness, then their hearts will transform. And that's the greatest service that we can do as devotees. To bring people to Krishna Consciousness when they are actually in distress. Because this is the only relief that they can get. Krishna Consciousness is the only thing that can relieve them from all the distress. So Artho. Then once this Artho is done, then what happens next? Actually, uh, since I mentioned about repentance, there is a, a very nice, uh, uh, another example of repentance. You know, there was this uh, uh, Yadava Kula, the whole family of uh, Yadus. You can, uh, uh, you know, understand that Krishna's family was uh, very huge. And these Yadavas, once... Uh, when they were all enjoying and uh, the Gargamuni was there. Gargamuni was one of the uh, family priests of the Yadavas. So in this condition, when all these uh, Yadavas uh, were playing, the young Yadavas, they actually were making fun of Gargamuni, Gargacharya. And Gargamuni saw that all these Yadavas are making fun of me in the presence of Krishna. In presence of Krishna, they are doing all this and Krishna is quiet. He is not responding to this. He became very angry. And Gargamuni, he said, now I am not going to leave. He went for tapasya. 
how many years 12 years of tapasya he went and prayed to lord shiva and after 12 years of intense tapasya when lord shiva appeared uh, he asked lord shiva asked what benediction do you want gargacharya last 12 years you have been eating only iron pieces you know gargacharya for 12 years his tapasya was so intense he was eating iron pieces can you imagine now don't ask me how did he eat how scientifically it is possible how could he digest all these things you know they are all great saints they are very very powerful rishimunis they could do anything we have seen people a few years ago i had watched that video you know one person eating the tube lights and bulbs and glass pieces and everything if these people can eat glass pieces and everything then why not gargachara eat iron pieces correct so all those things are possible but then 12 years he did that and then when lord shiva appeared what do you want then gargachara said i want a son who will finish krishna can you imagine gargachara is talking like this and then gargacharya actually begot a child a son called kaleyavana this kaleyavana was a great demon from the yavana desha so from the western world yavana desha he was born and then you know that with big army he came to attack krishna and then krishna very nicely intelligently uh, tricked him and uh, made him run behind him and then he took him to the cave where the muchkunda was uh, uh, sleeping and then this kaleyavana was burned to ashes by the power of muchkunda's sight so then when this demon was killed kaleyavana then gargacharya realized oh my god what a big mistake i committed no i created a demon i got a demon as my son so this is the you know he felt very very sorry for this he felt what kind of a situation how how could i do this i got i begot a son who is a demon kaleyavana so he repents for it and then krishna forgives gargacharya for this thing because when he was truly repentant so gargacharya was forgiven by krishna and he actually became a great devotee so we have so many such examples in the bhagavatam there are so many beautiful examples of great devotees who have taken shelter of the lord by repentance you see there are so many such things we can see many many examples we can see so these are very good things for us to read understand why because these are some hopeful situations for us because even great saints like gargamuni when they commit some mistakes they feel repentant and you see what happens after gargacharya when he did uh, uh, tapasya for 12 years for getting a son who can kill krishna later on after when he repented then he again went for tapasya for 12 years and he was worshiping lord vishnu for 12 years so this is how when there is repentance it should translate into action what action devotional service so that is what is needed that is exactly what krishna is looking for so your repentance should translate into devotional service right so there is uh, that's why i wanted to share this gargacharya example also very very beautiful actually then krishna is saying then who are the other people jignasu artho jignasu jignasu means one who is very inquisitive we see there are uh, people who are very inquisitive like the scientists they are very inquisitive to know what is happening in the world the different phenomena that they see in this world inquisitive they are but their inquisitiveness of course is very material and very limited but inquisitiveness of ultimate absolute truth 
that is jignasu so krishna is saying anybody who is very inquisitive to know what is the truth of this world then such people will also come to me they are very dear to me they will actually come in the path of devotional service they will slowly become my devotees jignasu and a very beautiful example of this is bhrugumuni now we know varuna devata varuna son is bhrugumuni and bhrugumuni was jignasu he was very very inquisitive he went and asked his father varuna can you please help me to understand this absolute truth i am very eager to understand and know the absolute truth i want to understand the brahman so bhrugumuni when he approached varuna then lord varuna he had explained to him the process and then bhrugumuni when he started doing his tapasya that is when he first realized the brahman the supreme brahman the parabrahman in anna food that is he realized god in anna anna brahman he realized anna brahman first bhrugumuni and then later on he goes and says Uh, my father i have experienced this beautiful thing anna brahman i have seen the lord anna brahman means not the food that we regularly eat uh, in uh, pizza hut or dominos that is not anna brahman anna brahman is very different transcendental food so he realized anna brahman then he said i am very inquisitive i want to know more then he goes and again does tapasya then he understands next level there is prana brahman he realized the brahman through the aspect of prana then Uh, many things the understanding the um, uh, the brahman aspect uh, in the mind so many things like this bhrugumuni undergoes he continuously goes on the path of this jignasu he was very inquisitive then artharthi right uh, artharthi are those people who are looking for money they are very very eager to get money and they want to approach krishna see they want to approach krishna because they want wealth and krishna says all right no problem even if you want wealth and you coming to me i will still help you so i told you in the last session also it is not wrong to earn money it is not wrong and the best example that i shared in the last session was the story of the shamantakamani in the shamantakamani story we understand that how akrura being such a great devotee he was having this desire to acquire the shamantakamani and krishna actually gave him that shamantakamani later on dev must be knowing dev they they were explained about this shamantakamani story some time ago so akrura actually got this shamantakamani so very very beautiful pastime so although you are a devotee and if you have this material desire to acquire some wealth then krishna says all right no problem you can earn money but akrura used that money for what use it for yagna havana serving the great devotees so that is what he was using that is why he wanted the uh, shamantakamani similarly all of us also we can desire to acquire a lot of money but that money i want to use for dharma propagating dharma so then there is no limitation to your earning you can earn as much money as you want there is no restriction it is not wrong to earn money please understand many people have this misconception if i am following bhagavad gita i am following uh, spirituality that means i have to give up earning money i have to give up all my responsibilities of earning money no it is not true it is very impractical krishna is saying here artharthi even an artharthi can actually become a devotee druva a great devotee didn't he actually approach the lord because he wanted kingdom such a small boy krishna actually told him okay no problem you are an artharthi i will i will actually bestow upon you all this uh, great wealth isn't it 
So earning money is not wrong, but the intentions of using that money, that's what really matters. So please understand when Krishna is saying Artho Jignas Vartharti, then is Gnani Jagbharatarshava. So Gnani, who is this Gnani? Now let us understand about Gnani a little bit in the next verse because we have to also move forward. So sorry for taking so much of time in explaining all these things, but you know, we just cannot miss all these important things. And uh, it is so exciting to understand these few wonderful things about uh, these slokas because there is so much to understand and explain and relish all these things. So Krishna is saying, these are the four categories of people who can come to me and you can just now understand where do I fall? Why is he giving these categories after all? He's actually telling us, okay, if you are falling into one of these categories, you can actually assess yourself. Are you falling in the category of uh, uh, devotees or asuras, the demons or the non-devotees? So, we have this wonderful uh, checklist with us now and we can actually cross-verify our own consciousness. And because these are all representation of consciousness, so we can actually understand where do we fall by understanding this 15th and 16th words. We are non-devotees or devotees. So very clear. And then let's go to the next words. So <clears throat> Dave, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the next words. That is the 17th words. Tesham Gyani Nitya Yuktaha. Tesham Gyani Nitya Yuktaha. Eka Bhaktir Vishishyate Eka Bhaktir Vishishyate Priyohi Gnani no Tyartam Priyohi Gnani no Tyartam Aham Sacha Mama Priyaha Aham Sacha Mama Priyaha Once again, Tesham Gnani Nitya Yukta Tesham Jnani Nitya Yuktaha Eka Bhaktir Vishishyate Eka Bhaktir Vishishyate Priyohi Jnani Nodhyartam Priyohi Jnani Nodhyartam Aham Sacha Mama Priyaha Aham Sacha Mama Priyaha Wonderful. Please read the translation. Of these, the one who is in full knowledge and who is always engaged in pure devotional service is the best. For I am very dear to him and he is dear to me. Hare Krishna. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, so nicely Krishna is again appreciating the qualification of a Jnani. Just see, although he said now these are the four categories of people who can come to me, Artho, Jignasur, Arthati, Jnani, but then he's saying that out of all these, the Jnani is very, very dear to me. Just see, one who is in full knowledge and one who is always engaged in pure devotional service is the best. For I am very dear to him and he is dear to me. See, so nicely Krishna is making it very clear and is telling that who is dear to him? 
who is dear to him one who is a gnani tesham gnani nitya yuktaha dear nitya yuktaha and ek bhaktir nitya yuktaha means who is always engrossed in thinking about the lord nitya yuktaha they are constantly engaged in devotional service of the lord so that is nitya yuktaha and then ek bhaktir what is ek bhaktir they have one single pointed attention towards the supreme lord there is no distraction that means ek bhaktir means the kind of devotion that they have for the lord is not for anyone else now that doesn't mean that they do not have devotion towards the other devatas their family members or anything they all have their they express their devotion a gnani a true devotee expresses devotion to all these different things but the devotion that exclusive devotion that he has for the lord that devotion is undeviated it is uncompromised it is only meant for the lord that special bhakti is reserved only for the lord so that is eka bhaktir vishishyate it's a very special bhakti so all, all we as devotees we have devotion towards many things along with krishna am i right along with krishna no 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 krishna's whatever devotion we have for krishna it should be vishishyate should be special other devotions are all subordinate devotions we can have devotion to many things but the devotion that we have for krishna that is exclusive vishishyate then we are true gnanis then we are true devotees now why krishna is saying that this gnani is so important and he is very dear to me because see what happens is for anybody who is distressed artho krishna says okay you came with some problems mental agony whatever problems you have physical disease everything i will cure that i will help you in that he will help them and okay i took care of you and you have begin your process of devotion okay that is good for an artho for a jignasur okay you are inquisitive i will keep giving you answers and you will be uh, getting all the resolutions from me no problem all answers for jignasur okay next level next level you are also on the process of devotion and then there is artharthi okay you want money take take money become wealthy take this and go away you you are also on the process of becoming a devotee they are all on the path of devotion but gnani he is dear to him to lord krishna because he is engaged in devotional service he is trying to establish a relationship with krishna others are not very serious about establishing they are just for some they coming to krishna they are approaching krishna for some result they want some labha they want some profit but here in this case of a gnani and a gnani doesn't mean one who is a mental speculator krishna prabhupada very clearly explains here one who is engaged in devotional service gnani so when we actually understand krishna when we are understanding trying to understand krishna and trying to develop a relationship with him he is a gnani so when we are trying to read this bhagavad gita understand bhagavad gita what is that we are doing we are becoming gnanis we are slowly trying to understand krishna so by this process we are actually becoming dear to krishna why bhagavad gita is so important 
because we are getting closer to krishna and that's why by acquiring knowledge about krishna krishna is saying you are very dear to me so what more we want now so now you understand how important it is to read bhagavad gita and understand bhagavad gita because bhagavad gita is helping you to understand krishna you are becoming a gnani by reading this we don't need any other scripture this lifetime if you just understand bhagavad gita all alone it's enough this gnana is enough to make you a gnani and by that you will become a great devotee and you are going to please krishna that is why bhagavad gita is required that is why we have to understand this principles all these beautiful things that krishna is explaining it's not simply you read bhagavad gita and just go away and i i finished 18 chapters no we have to understand the marma the essence what is krishna wanting us to do how we can become gnani so just this bhagavad gita can make all of us gnanis what more do we want so this is the way to get to krishna what is that gnana knowledge is extremely important and you see this is not simply uh, some uh, statement that krishna is making without any proof we have lot of proofs for this in the vedic history if you take in the case of ramayana lord rama although he is equally exposed uh, he is uh, uh, equally compassionate to everyone when sugriva came he was artharthi he wanted to become the king okay sugriva i will kill your brother wali and then you will make you a king artharthi right he became there were a lot of jignasus who came lot of rishi muni who approached lord rama he fulfilled them also many people approached in distress like ahilya and then she also got out of got out of her distress but then out of all these different devotees who is the most dear to lord rama anyone who is the most dear to lord rama hanuman ji ha see hanuman hanuman ji he is also one of the kapi he is also one of the vanara there were so many vanaras who did so much for lord rama everybody's service was noted by lord rama but then hanuman is given special preference why that special attention that special devotion that he had hanuman hanu means intelligence hanu means buddhi hanuman one who possesses intelligence is hanuman he was a amazing gnani he was serving lord rama with gnana not out of sentiment so that is why when we read bhagavad gita we are acquiring gnana we are actually following the footsteps of hanuman that is why his name hanuman hanu means intelligence so with intelligence we should surrender to krishna see lord rama it gives this very beautiful example so many kapis but only hanuman is been worshiped and that is why if suppose if anybody goes and interviews lord krishna okay who is most dear suppose imagine now all these devatas there are so many devatas devatas will go and interview lord krishna please tell us who is most dear to me it's a very tricky question if lord krishna says i like varuna i like indra then others will feel bad you know sometimes in our life also you know we face some difficult questions like this you know you answer anything and you will be trapped isn't it and especially all uh, the husbands here you should be very careful you must have experienced this your wife will ask you some questions you say any answer and you will get trapped so you should be very careful you know sometimes this is very tricky questions you don't know what to answer you answer anything and you will be caught 
<laughs> so you should be very careful. So Krishna, when all these devotees will come and ask Krishna, oh Krishna, who is very dear to you? How Krishna should explain now? Just imagine. So Krishna is saying very clear. What is Krishna saying? Anybody who is a jnani, who is trying to understand me, is very dear to me. So now it's very generic. Krishna is very expert in giving answers. So Krishna is saying anybody who is trying to become jnani. So jnanis are the one who are very, very dear to, dear to Krishna. Extremely important. And to the extent that Krishna can break his promises for such devotees. Krishna will go out to an extent of doing anything for protecting these devotees. That is the power of uh, the devotees, the jnanis. Again, jnanis means not the mayavadi jnanis. They are also jnanis, but they are not, we are not talking about mayavadi jnanis. Those who are engaged in devotional service. Right? So, a very beautiful example is again in the Mahabharata, where uh, we have this uh, king of Kashi then, who had three daughters, Amba, Amba Ambalika and Ambika. These uh, three daughters, now we know that how they were actually won by Bhishma. And Amba, she also, uh, you know, she wanted to marry this uh, another king. Uh, what's his name? I'm just not beating my memory. So, she wanted to marry another king. But then when Bhishma, with his uh, virya, his strength, he defeated everyone. And in the Swayamvara, he took all these three of them. Amba said, uh, I cannot. And she went back to this other king and said, you told me you will marry. He said, no, now you are won over by Bhishma and I have been insulted very badly. You go, go away. Now she was rejected by him and she goes back to Bhishma. Now you have to marry. Now Bhishma, he told, I have taken the Vrata, the Vrata of being a Akanda Brahmachari, Naishtika Brahmachari all my life. So Bhishma has given this promise. He has taken that vow that I will not marry at all. And here, this Amba is approaching. No, you have to marry me now. Can you imagine? It's such a great thing for Bhishma to reject someone like that. You know, it's very difficult. He is a Nishtika Brahmachari and here this Amba is coming and troubling. And then he said, no, I cannot marry. Then Amba, very intelligent she is also. What did she do? She thought, I will now go to his Guru. Who is Guru of Bhishma? Parashurama. Now, Lord Parashurama is thinking how to solve this. I mean, Lord Parashurama was a Supreme Lord. He knows everything. But then Amba goes and tells, Bhishma has done this, this to me. You know, he has uh, uh, defeated everyone. He has actually won me over uh, the Swayamvara. And now he is rejecting me. He is not uh, ready to marry me. How can this be possible? And now you have to give me justice. Amba is telling you have to give me justice. Because you are the Guru and you are the Supreme Lord. Everybody looks upon you. And at this time on earth, you are the uh, Param Guru. So on earth, I can approach you and this is your Shishya who has done all these things. Now you see, Parishrama also understands. He understands and tells, see, he has taken a great vow. My disciple is not ordinary. But since you have come here to ask for justice, I will fight with my disciple. And if I lose, then I cannot push him to do anything. If I lose, then nothing can be done. Only if, if, if I win, then I can do something. I can ask my disciple to say something. But unless then I cannot do anything. See, he was doing all this for what? 
Lord Parashurama is the Supreme Lord and he knows that Bhishma is not an ordinary personality. He's a king. At the same time, he's a great Jnani. I had explained this before that Bhishma had spent 525 years in studying the Vedas from Brahaspati, from Parishrama, for ev- from everyone, 525 years. Can you imagine? We go to schools and colleges for maybe 12, 13, 14 years, whatever it is. But then here, 525 years Bhishma spent in studying the Vedas across the world during his time, across the globe. Anybody, any king wanted any suggestions when they were going through some tough time, they wanted some resolution. They used to approach Bhishma for solutions. Bhishma was such a wonderful personality. He knew everything about politics, anything. He was a perfect guide. So they used to approach, he was a very powerful Jnani. And Lord Parashurama knew this. And then when both of them are about to fight, Lord Parashurama and Bhishma, Lord Parashurama declared, I have lost. Before even fighting it, he said, oh, I have lost. Then Amba had no other choice. She put her head down and she had to go away from there because she understood nothing can be done here. I cannot take, get any results from Lord Parashurama. See, Lord, how he's saying that, Teisham Jnani Nyukta Yuktaha. I am very, very Priyohi Jnani no Who is a Jnani? He is very dear to me. Bhishma is a great Jnani. Very, very wonderful Jnani. You see? And Bhishma, not to speak about one instance, there are so many instances like this. Even in the uh, battlefield of Kurukshetra, Krishna had told, I will not lift any weapons. But then, there was Bhishma, who had also taken the Pratigya that tomorrow, Krishna will actually pick up some weapons or I will kill all this five Pandavas. That is the Vrata. And see Krishna who had taken the Vrata that I will not lift weapons to protect his devotees and to give pleasure to Bhishma, he actually lifted the weapon. Because Bhishma wanted to enjoy that Veeradisa, the fighting spirit. He wanted to enjoy that spirit with the Lord. Krishna said, okay, I'll fulfill that also. Why? Because Priyohi Krishna is ready to break his promise. Come on Bhishma, you fight with me. I'll break my promise. See how beautiful Krishna is. When Krishna is taking so many steps to take, uh, you know, uh, he's coming closer to us. He wants to come closer to us. We are so foolish. We are not understanding these hints from him. He's giving us so much opportunities everywhere, every time. But we are just neglecting Krishna all the time. That shouldn't happen. Right? So, and another very interesting thing, example of uh, why these Jnanis are so dear to Krishna is again explained in the Bhagavatam where Krishna, he goes to Gurukul. Gurukul from uh, Gurukul of uh, Sandipani Muni and in 64 days he learned 64 arts. And then when he asked, Krishna asked uh, Sandipani Muni, please ask me some Guru Dakshina. Then Sandipani Muni said, uh, you being my student is itself a great Guru Dakshina because you are Krishna and Krishna has studied in my school. Just by knowing this fact, all other people, all other students will flock to my uh, Gurukula. It's like that, you know, many times when somebody gets 100, 100 marks or 100 percentage in some this thing from a particular uh, tuition institute or whatever it is, then that becomes so famous. Just because the students score 100, everybody will start flocking to that particular uh, <laughs> tuitions or whatever it is, school or colleges. 
right so similarly here the krishna sandipani muni said you are already given you have already given me uh, guru guru dakshina your presence is said no 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 you have to ask me some guru dakshina please then he said no please get back my dead son and krishna did that why because priyo hi gnani no chatam krishna went all the way to yamaloka and bought the son of sandipani muni and offered him to uh, sandipani muni so wonderful see not an ordinary thing these are all very beautiful things when we understand this uh, past times of uh, the lord we will see this whole uh, bhagavad gita coming to life when we understand this past times very nicely right so we should also understand all these social activities that we do are not spiritual any social activities that we do they are not spiritual why i am telling is because many times in the name of acquiring gnana in the name of acquiring this thing we may go uh, read little bit bhagavad gita do some spiritual activities for some time but real gnani is one who is engaging himself in devotional service a true gnani engages in devotional service not simply acquiring knowledge but he engages that is what krishna refers to as priyohi gnani nokyatam aham satcha mama priyaha these devotees are always always thinking about me and i am always thinking about them this is the beautiful thing about krishna see so let me see there are some comments also makumar vinod chandan ji i was told krishna left his body after being hit by uh, in the ankle is this the same ah yes exactly vinod ji that's the thing where it was uh, the arrow was shot to his toe and uh, that is how he winds up the past times here on this earth so that is the same uh, instance i shared earlier and then uh, kaushik is also asking prabhu ji thanks for reviewing nice 14 and 15 again okay is the difference between jignasu seeker of knowledge and gnani that people who start as jignasu end up as gnanis once they obtain the knowledge yes actually this is a progression that happens generally when you become jignasu more and more like for example brigumuni also jignasu when he started understanding few things about the uh, jignasu again atato brahma jignasa it should be a brahma jignasa so brigumuni was doing brahma jignasa so similarly we are also meant to do brahma jignasa so when we are doing brahma jignasa that is when krishna matta smritir gnanam apohanam cha what krishna is saying in the bhagavad gita he is going to tell in the next uh, upcoming chapters matta smritir gnanam apohanam cha gnanam so when you become jignasu then lord within the heart will reveal the knowledge he will provide that gnana automatically that's why we always say that our knowledge is a descending process is a descending process it's not that reading bhagavad gita will get knowledge we get bhagavad gita knowledge or the vedic knowledge by service when lord is pleased the guru is pleased then this knowledge will reveal it will descend on to us gnanam apohanam cha this spiritual knowledge should be revealed to us we cannot acquire it so jignasu but you can become jignasu jignasu that uh, uh, you know when you are so inquisitive krishna will immediately sense as parmatma ha this person even the slightest jignasa who oh, what is this all about this such a big universe i see so many stars floating and who is maintaining all this just this question who is maintaining all this even vaguely that thought must have crossed your mind 
somebody you know who is thinking about this and vaguely that thought passes who must have created all this he may have forgotten that but krishna moment he senses this oh this fellow thought he's asking he's becoming inquisitive about who has made all this arrangement who has made that inquisitiveness is enough krishna will start start fanning that thought he will again and again and again give opportunities he'll create situations in our life in such a way that we will become aware of jnana about krishna so that little bit of jignasu you little bit of inquisitiveness is enough for krishna then he will start work he'll become very active krishna will become very active oh this thought came into this person's mind let me now become active and guided see how things will happen miraculously things will happen just a little bit of inquisitiveness so that is the beginning jignasu when you start becoming more and more inquisitive about knowing the truth and then gnani means after knowing the truth you start acting on that so what is the difference between a gnani jignasu and gnani jignasu is in the process of acquiring knowledge and gnani is one who has acquired knowledge acquiring knowledge and also he is executing he is acting on that knowledge so that is the difference jignasu is still not acting he is only acquiring knowledge his faith is developing slowly so that is the difference and uh, so this is how beautifully krishna has been explaining and uh, i think we can cover one more verse the 18th verse uh, it is very very similar so let us quickly go and uh, maybe hina uh, mata ji kaushik you can actually unmute yourself and you will after a long time you are getting a chance so you can chat thank you prabhu ji <clears throat> 18th verse udaraha sarva evaite उदार उदारा सर्वैवैते ज्ञानित्व आत्मैव मेमतम ज्ञानित्व आत्मैव मेवतमतम आस्थितः सही युक्तात्मा आस्थितः सही युक्तात्मा मामेवानुत्तमां गतिं आस्तिमेवुक्ता ट्रांसेंडेंटल सर्विस he is sure to attain me the highest and most perfect goal oh, most perfect goal sorry that cut off in the bad correct that last part is sometimes doesn't get thank you so much thank you prabhu so just look at this now krishna is again stressing on the same point he is saying that udara hasarva evete now all these four categories of people artho jignasur artharthi gnani all of these people are magnanimous udara they are magnanimous very very wonderful 
because they're approaching Krishna, just approaching Krishna itself is making them magnanimous. That is why in India, when we have so many temples, these temples are not ordinary things. Why we have created so many temples here? Because when they approach Krishna, when there is a temple, a lot of people go to the temples and they fall into one of these categories automatically. And they, by the act of going to the temples, they are becoming magnanimous because they are visiting Krishna. They are going to see Krishna. So temples can become a very great attraction centers where they can attract the people towards Krishna because any one of these four categories can easily be triggered. Just imagine a Jignasu when he goes to the temple, his whole thing will get triggered. Oh my God, so many things are happening in this temple. I should know more about it. Many things can get triggered. So that's why temples are very important. Anybody who goes, any all these four categories of people are Udaraha, very magnanimous. But Jnanitu Atmai Vamevatam Astitahasahi Yuktatma Mam Evanu Tamam So Krishna is very nicely saying that these are all very great people, but then who is situated in knowledge of me, I consider to be just like my own self. Just see, Krishna is saying he is as good as me. Anybody who is trying to understand me, he is as good as me. Being engaged in my transcendental service, he is sure to attain me the highest and the most perfect goal. So what more do we want now? So this is uh, where we have to understand that Krishna is very, very compassionate and he's telling that okay this is a great opportunity for all of us to acquire knowledge see krishna is saying jnani is important and in the form of bhagavad gita is giving us jnana also so krishna is giving us everything he's giving us jnana and he's telling us this is the process so it cannot be more easier than this it is just that our willingness to fall into one of these four categories and especially the category of a Gnani. Very, very special. And Prabhupada also says uh, in the purport of uh, this particular uh, uh, shloka, Prabhupada is uh, uh, saying that in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Lord says, Sadaho ridayam mayam sadunam ridayam tu aham mat anyat tena jananti naham tebhyo managapi. So, in the ninth canto, 4th chapter, 68th verse, Krishna, there is a very beautiful verse, this verse which says, the devotees are always in my heart. Sadavo ridayam mayam, they are in my heart. And I am always in the hearts of the devotee. Sadunam ridayam toham. So, I reside in their hearts and they reside in my heart. Then the devotee does not know anything beyond me, and I also cannot forget the devotee. Mat anyetena jananti and naham tebyo managapi. So Krishna is saying that such people cannot forget me. Devotees don't forget me, and I also don't forget them. So if you become a devotee by acquiring this knowledge, then Krishna is not going to forget. Actually, we are the ones who forget. Krishna never forgets. Even the smallest act of devotion, Krishna will remember. Krishna is always very grateful. He is very grateful for everything that we do to Him. Any service. 
So, this is how Krishna is becoming so close to all of us. He's telling us now it's time to get closer to him. And see, so beautifully, we have heard so much about uh, Bhagavad Gita, trying to understand Bhagavad Gita. So now, just by, uh, you know, understanding this verse, don't we feel happy about this? At least I am very happy because we have been discussing Bhagavad Gita. We are trying to become Jnani and Krishna is now saying, ah, I am very pleased. So nice it is that Krishna is becoming pleased by all this tapasya that we are going through of uh, Bhagavad Gita Parayana. So very, very wonderful thing it is. So that is why we have to take this Bhagavad Gita as our heart and soul. Nothing more. Just Bhagavad Gita alone itself is enough. Take this as heart and soul and so many things will happen in our life. Right? So, these are few things we have understood. Now, we have understood the, the four categories of people who will not surrender, four categories of people who will surrender and all in these four categories, who is the best? The Jnani is the best. The person who is a great devotee, engaged in devotional service is the best. And then going forward, Krishna will reveal many wonderful things that we will discuss in the next session. But if you have any questions, you can please feel free to ask any questions. Please go ahead and ask any questions if you have any. Even my listeners, uh, dear listeners on YouTube, if you have any questions, please leave a comment. Hare Krishna Pramoji. Hare Krishna Mahatma. Uh, Pramoji, Bhishma Pitamaha, he is having knowledge, very good knowledge in terms of Vedas, everything. But he stands for Kauravas. What is the reason why he stands for Kauravas, Guruji? Yeah. True, actually Bhishma, he had this uh, great knowledge, but although being a great devotee, he had to act in that way because he had taken this vow that I will be always on the side of one who is ruling on Hastinapura. He always had told that 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 was again one of his vow that I will always protect the throne of Hastinapura. And nobody can attack. Anybody goes against the throne of Hastinapura, I will fight against them. So that was also his vow. And that is what Krishna also tries to explain to him. And uh, he did. He, he was still stuck to his own uh, uh, dharma, his own dharma. That my dharma is I have to follow my vow that I will protect. But then what Krishna said, Krishna said this in the Bhagavad Gita, this is why Pandavas are glorified because they were only doing what Krishna was wanting them to do. So Bhishma although so learned, the Vedic knowledge is there, great devotee, is a great devotee of the Lord. But then there will be times where they get stuck. Everybody, all of us in devotional service also. It's not that he was not aware that Krishna is the Supreme Lord. He was always aware. And that is why at the bed, deathbed, what Krishna, he, Bhishma prays very beautifully to Krishna. The art of dying, he taught us. He gave us this Vishnu Sahasranama on the deathbed. Bhishma, he is a great devotee. But then, all these things are bigger plan of the Lord. If Bhishma was uh, not there, then this war, all this Duryodhana and party would have been killed long time ago. They could have been finished. But Bhishma had taken that walk to... All these self-attachments we have to come out with. Why this is there? Because we, what we have to learn from this is 
why bishma it is another thing but another most important thing for us is we should not get attached to our own so called dharma oh i have promised my promise is more important no when krishna has told something we should just do what krishna is telling then sticking on to our own dharma so even that way yudhishthir also he oh i will not lie but then just because he said i will not lie krishna then krishna said okay theek hai don't lie but then he had to have a darshan of the hell after the yudhishthir after the kurukshetra war He had the darshan of the hell, hellish planet, Yudhishthira. So this is how it will all affect us. So we all have our free will, and Krishna will appreciate and he respects that free will. So many times, Jnana alone is not important. That's why being engaged in devotional service is most important. In the association of devotees, again, Jnana alone will not help. Engaging in devotional service is most important. So Bhishma, although a great devotee, uh, but he had this past time to be done he had this own war and he was stuck to that uh, principle of uh, i will protect hastinapura so that affected so much that affected so much all right then take care we will meet again next sunday hare krishna hare krishna thank hare you so much for joining hare krishna hare krishna mata ji hare krishna take care hare krishna hare krishna kaushik hare krishna mahakumar take care dev hari bol